Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yeah, you know, a little uh, professional open because we have an interview this uh, this segment. So I thought we would keep the open short, professional, and get right to the point. So here in Erie County, in western New York, not able to get to that first phase of reopening just quite yet. But who is getting back to phase one. It is Broome County, and we are joined this morning by the county executive, Jason Garner. Jason, good morning. Good morning, Joe. How's it going? Doing well, Jason. How have you been doing during the uh, coronavirus crisis? Um, it, it's been uh, the most difficult situation I've ever had as county executive. I'm a relatively uh, new county executive, but I was a county legislator for about 10 years before that. Um, never seen anything like this never seen uh you know the 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 public health issue uh that we've seen but then also the with all the shutdown of the businesses um you know we're at a historic kind of you know unemployment rate here um never seen since the great depression and then um the the third thing we're triaging is just the uh the huge uh budget deficit that um every week uh just gets worse and worse and worse so uh those are kind of the three things that we're that we're managing. Um, and it's, uh, it's, you know, I got a great team behind me, but, um, it's, it's, uh, we've never seen anything like this before. When it comes to the budget, what are things you're looking at in this reopen, uh, to start cutting into that deficit? So we, the, the first thing we did, as we said, we're not filling any positions. So we have a hiring freeze. We just furloughed about 50 employees. Um, you know, we have a government of about 2000, employees so it's it's very you know it's much smaller than um it's much smaller than uh you know erie county um we you know we're we're, uh you know we're looking at uh what we're going to do with our parks this year are we going to be able to to keep them open or not um you know and and i think uh may is going to be a very important month for counties because today we're supposed to hear uh you know the governor's uh put forward uh, eight to $10 billion in, in cuts uh, through the budget. And then we're going to hear about those specific cuts today. And then um, also is the, is the federal government going to come in with a, a much needed stimulus for counties? So I think for a lot of county executives, uh, and I'll just speak for myself, uh, you know, we'll really, at the end of this month, we will really see what, where we're at. I mean, we could be, you know, if that stimulus doesn't come in and th- those budget cuts uh, come in, uh, which we're kind of expecting to be pretty bad. I mean, it, it's going to go from a really terrible situation uh, to an, an even more terrible situation. Uh, but, you know, if the stimulus comes in and the, the cuts aren't as bad as we thought, it, 
it could get a, a little bit better than a little bit better than terrible, I guess. So, um, you know, May, May is an important month for all of us. Now, looking at the criteria uh, that was necessary to reopen your region of the state, what would you say was the most difficult to get to in that seven of seven to enter phase one? You know, I'll say that I'll put that in two categories. Really, you know, the things that the the hospitalization rates those those are not anything directly that that I can do. I mean, certainly they're a result of all of our efforts, right, trying to control the spread. But it's not like I can, you know, press a button and get you know by tomorrow get my my um you know my ICU bed threshold at thirty percent. But um. You know, we, we here in Broome County and in the Southern Tier, because remember, we're looked at as a region. We have really, um, we have really uh, not seen the type of infection rates that you, we've certainly seen in downstate, and also over where you guys are in in Western New York. Our infection rate is like at um, when they did the antibody testing. Our region was like at uh, one of the lowest regions, so we did did not see that. So, if you look at the hospitalization data, we're far below the even you know even what the thresholds are and so what we had to work on was uh the the two most important things were making sure that we had enough contact tracers and then making sure that we had enough tests because tests are expensive and they're very hard to come by um the contact tracing we actually had a team of three contact tracers that traced infectious disease before this started we now have 50 we've shifted 47 people uh county employees out of their normal jobs and their contract tracers and we have trained another 50 so we'll have a hundred if we need to have it um you know moving forward but um you know i think i think the contact tracing and the testing were um you know really the the more difficult things for us for us to do that we had some control over now entering phase one today uh starting to see some of the economy reopen what will that look like in your county and in your region so you know we just like every region you know we did have essential businesses that were open but you know what what that means here is that we're going to be able to see a lot more construction happen the non-essential construction that was uh, you know, uh, prevented from, from happening. We're going to see that where, you know, we do have a, a bit of manufacturing here that's going to start to open up. I was, uh, you know, for example, we have a, a, a place called Macintosh labs. They make high tech, uh, sound equipment. They're going to be opening up on Monday. They're getting their employees in to, to, to ramp that up so that their employees can come out all back to work on Monday. Um, you know, those are the, you know, the retail, we're starting to see a lot of retailers, uh, they, they can't do in-store sales, but they can do curbside pickups. So, you know, they're, they're uh, you know, some of them are uh, ramping up to, to do that. And um, look, so this is really important. We need to get business uh, back here and, and going and turned on, you know, the the issues that we're seeing with, with unemployment, people, you know, unable to bring a paycheck home and pay their bills has been huge. It goes to the county with the revenues when people aren't going into the restaurants and buying things. Our sales tax revenues are, are down a lot. Um, but so we're really, we're really glad that we can reopen, but we're, we're also a little nervous, right? So we're, we're nervous because, you know, what is that going to do to the hospitalization rates? We, I think everybody expects that as people come back to work, then you're, you're going to see the chance of infection grow. And, and the whole idea is to make sure that it doesn't get out of control and that our hospitals are not overwhelmed with, with what, they're, what they're getting. So, um, so there's, today, as we open up this first phase, it's a mixture of 
you know, we're, we're really happy to see our, you know, people able to, to go back to work again. They haven't been able to work for two months, but we're also a little, little nervous as to, you know, what will, what will those numbers bring in terms of COVID? Yeah, that was my next question. What were you, what are you most concerned about going into phase one? And the second part of that would be, do you expect uh, in two weeks that your region will be ready to start phase two? So I, I, you know, I'm going to knock on wood because, uh, you know, in this crisis, I've always said, well, it looks like we're doing well in this. And then, you know, the next day something bad happens. But, um, you know, uh, knocking on wood, I I think because our thresholds are so low, um, you know, I think we've got a lot of wiggle room in terms of, okay, you know, we're going to turn that first phase on. And, um, you know, maybe there'll be a little bit more uptick in infection, but, you know, we're, we're so low with our thresholds as a region. I'm, I think we're in a pretty good position to move to phase two. And, and phase two is the, that's going to be the real interesting part because the, the way I'm looking at, it, I think a large number of our industries, at least in Broome County, a large number of our, our small businesses are going to fall in that phase. And I, so I think you're going to see a lot of people get back to work under that phase. A lot of people start to come into stores during that phase. And I think, you know, while that's good, it's good that we're, again, getting our, our people back to work. I, I think that's the phase where you're, you're going to see a tendency to see more, more possible in, infections happen. Are you concerned when you get to phase two, which includes storefront retailers and businesses, and like you said, a lot of those small businesses, are you concerned that people from a region like Western New York that has not been to phase two yet, uh, people might start traveling to Broome County and possibly rank, uh, spike those numbers? You know, it's, uh, it's a good question. So we're, we're actually, uh, you know, I have uh, my, my mother, all my mother's relatives live out where you guys are. Um, she grew up, uh, they all grew up, grew up in uh, Batavia, which is like half an hour outside of uh, Buffalo. So I'm trying to imagine, would, uh, would they come up to uh, come up to Binghamton and take that four hour trip? It's about four hours away. To do some of that stuff, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe if salons were open in phase two, they might they, they might be flocking to do that because that's the number one question that we have asked of all of our businesses is when are salons going to open up. Um, we're also about three hours away from the city, so we're kind of like right smack in the middle of, you know, Buffalo and in New York City. We could, you know, it, it could be possible. We could see. That. I I just don't see a, a whole lot of people traveling you know, three or four hours because, you know, some businesses are opened up and, and I have a feeling that Erie County and in, in Western New York will be, you know, opening up soon. I know you guys are not one of the, the five regions to do that, but I know your county executive, Mark Poncarts is working pretty hard up there with the rest of your rest of the elected officials to, to move you guys in the right direction to, to be included in that part. And we'll make sure that the, uh, the pride of Binghamton, Kevin Hardwick, a county legislator here, we'll make sure he doesn't visit Broome County until we're on the same page. Uh, now, awesome. Now, you, uh, you addressed some, my next question. It's like you've seen my questions, Jason. Uh, my next question was, there is a little bit of vagueness. When do uh, spas and salons and, you know, when can I finally get my hair cut? What phase is that? Sure. So, um you know, I'm, I'm lucky my wife uh, took out the clippers and she was able to, to cut my hair pretty decently um, a couple weeks ago. But, uh, you know, that's that's a question everybody has about this. And so we're uh, I don't know if uh, so I don't know if you heard about this, but they, they have set up these control rooms, they call it this week, where um, it's made up of basically county officials and state officials. And we meet once a day and, um, you know, go through all these questions and try to advocate for business. I think the salon should be 
in phase two. And right now, um, you know, we've asked the state a number of times about this, and they just haven't been able to come to a decision on, on where they fall. And, you know, I understand that because you are working in, you know, close proximity with people. And, um, you know, but uh, at, at this point, the state hasn't been able to tell us what phase they would be in. So I guess we're just going to have to wait on that. And the last question I have is, is another thing that I've been looking forward to, mostly because I'd like to be able to fit in my clothes again. Uh, which phase do gyms start to reopen? We're starting to see that in Georgia, in Florida, Montana opened their gyms today. Uh, of the state phases, which one does gyms open? I think the gyms was um, phase four. This was the, the last phase that, that uh, we're waiting on. And, um, and again, you know, I, I, I understand that, and uh, you know, you're. Uh, if you talk about, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends that do um, karate or mixed martial arts and things like that. You know, you're, you know, you're, 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 you're getting really close to people, right? In, in that regard, and um, you know, you go into a gym, people are sweating on the machines and stuff like that, and, and I understand that. Um, you know, we've had a. That's probably the second most asked question that we have of Broome County residents is to is when when can I get back in my gym or. When can I join my, uh, you know, my karate studio again? When am I going to be able to do that? So it looks like that's going to be in phase four. My understanding is that as long as the, the met, these seven metric categories stay in the green and we stay under our thresholds, it looks like we'll be moving every, you know, two weeks between phases if we can keep our, our uh, the seven metrics under the threshold. I lied, Jason. I have two more questions, if that's all right. No problem. All right. If there's something, looking at these four phases, um, and, and knowing your county, knowing your region, is there something you would change about the state's phases to better suit your region? You know, I, I just think that uh, I, I'd like to, and the state has been responsive. I mean, we, we advocate for um, certain you know, certain industries to enter into an earlier phase. I think having a little bit more local control over, you know, certain types of uh, businesses that are allowed to be in each phase. I'll give an example. Uh, you know, we are home of Animal Adventure, which uh, had a, we had, it was a national sensation a couple of years ago. We had this draft that was born called April the Draft. Millions of people watch this on YouTube and we get tons of people. It's a huge attraction. People come from all different countries and different states and, uh, they're, uh, they, they are advocates, for example, they, they're, uh, they're technically, uh, you know, a, a zoo. They're, they've got some ideas about how they could actually uh, operate more like a drive-in zoo where people just drive in with their cars and things like that. So, you know, that seems like if, if people are just going into the zoo there and in, in their cars and enclosed and just driving around seeing the animals and they got something like that worked out, I feel like we should have a little bit more local control over or those types of things. And, and right now we are advocating with the state to be able to do things like that, to make some exceptions for, for businesses that may not be open until like the latest phase, that if they can do things a lot differently than they've done them, maybe they can start earlier, if not, not right now. So I think, the, you know, I guess that that's the kind of stuff that I wish that the elect, you know, the local electives, the county executives would, would be able to have a little bit more, uh, you know, input on and be able to do without, you know, the state having to okay it. Oh, that would be great. And last question. Uh, it's my topic. One of my questions today on my show, what is something that you were forced to adjust to, uh, to do differently because of coronavirus that now, even when we get back to normal, you might keep on doing it that way. What was I forced? Uh, gosh, there's so many things that, 
that uh, we've had to adjust to. You know, I think just speaking as a county executive and, you know, managing our, our 2,000 employees, we have had to have employees do things that they've never done before, right? So, you know, we had to set up an emergency daycare. We never had a daycare operated in, in Broome County because all the schools shut down here. Um, there were there's still county employees that still had to come to work that now had to find a way to, to take care of their kids. So we set up an emergency daycare and um, that's taking care other kids, but I mean, so we, that's something we've never done before. We might, we might decide to keep that. Um, but, but to that point, we've had to shift employees to be able to cover things. You know, I look at this as uh, it's, it's kind of like a war and you're on the battlefield and you know, you got to do things that you've never been, been, you never had to do before because you're forced to do them. So we've had to shift employees. Like I said, the contact tracing team people, uh, we had to take 50 employees and take them right out of their jobs and do contract tracing because that is the most important thing that that's going on right now. And we've had to take employees from office for aging and have them become daycare teachers. And um, we've had to do things like that. And the, the employees have been great, but it's something, you know, you know, we're in a government environment and, and people are not typically used to, you know, saying, okay, uh, here's your job, but guess what? You're not going to do that anymore for the next three, six, nine months. You're going to do something totally different. Um, but the employees have really stepped up to that and they, they've done that, but it's, it's certainly something that that's uh, different, you know, something that we've uh, never seen before. As a private citizen, I'll tell you, I've never seen more people in my neighborhood get outside, walk around with their kids. You know, when I grew up, uh, my parents would kick me the, the heck out of the house and, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning after breakfast and say, we don't want to see you till lunch and then get out until dinner time, go outside, play, get out with your friends. That's kind of like changed a lot, right, in the last 20 or 30 years. But it looks like you know, with with this happening and people more at home, it, it looks like people are, at least with their families, kind of getting out and getting into the backyard. I know my, my boys are, uh, you know, exploring the backyard, walking around the neighborhood a lot more than they have just due to sheer boredom. There's nothing else to do. But I mean, it's kind of something that we, we did 30 or 40 years ago as kids that now they're kind of getting back into. And I think that might continue even after this is all said and done with. Oh, I hope so, too. Jason, thank you so much for joining us, and hopefully we can uh, catch up in about a week or so and see how everything's going. Sounds great. Looking forward to it, Joe. Awesome. Thank you. That is the county executive of Broome County, home of Binghamton, Jason Garner, joining us. And yeah, hopefully in a week or so, we can recheck in with him, see how things are going in that first phase. Um, Frank, uh, we'll, we'll play with the spots. I got one more thing to say. Back when I lived in Horn Allen, Steuben County, in the 90s, NBC lost the rights to the AFC, and the AFC moved to CBS, okay? Now, in Hornell, we had Almira NBC. It was great, because even if the Bills didn't sell out, we got the game in Hornell. Well, then the contract moved to CBS, and at the time in Hornell, we had two CBS. We had Channel 4 here in Buffalo and Channel 8 out of Rochester. Well, that's the problem. When the Bills moved to CBS, we started missing the games when they weren't sold out in Hornell. So after all those years of being used to watching it on NBC, Elmira, it was blocked out on CBS. And the question I asked, and this was me at the young age of eight, the question I asked, why don't we have the Binghamton CBS? It's a Southern tier station. We'd be able to get the Bills games. 
wouldn't it make more sense to give Hornell the Binghamton CBS and not CBS from Buffalo or Rochester? So there's my end around Broome County story that I thought I'd share. 803-0930, star 930. Are you willing to assume the risk of coronavirus when you start getting back to work? And what is something you had to do differently because of coronavirus that now you might keep on doing it that way once we get back to normal? We'll be back after this. Welcome back. Fridays are for Beamer. That's me, Joe Beamer, here with you on News Radio 930 WBEN. Thank you again to Broome County Executive Jason Garner for joining us and giving us a little insight into the reopening of the Southern Tier region and other regions throughout New York that have met the criteria to start the phases and are today in phase one of reopening, which is why I'm asking, do you agree with the phases of reopening? If not, what would your phases look like? Also, are you well, are you willing? Man, I, I, every time I've started asking that question, I have tripped over it. Are you willing to accept or assume some risk of COVID-19 when you start going back to work. Like I said, we get a risk every time. You're putting yourself at risk every time you step outside, every time you get in a car, even if you're not driving, even if you are driving. We assume a risk when we travel. We assume a risk when we go to the grocery store, when we take a walk down the street. Um, So are you willing to do that with COVID-19 And also, what is something that you were forced to adjust the way you did it? And now, since you've started doing it, COVID-19, even after we get back to normal, you might do it the way that you were forced to adjust to. So, you know, you see a lot of people doing virtual workouts on on TV, right? And they've bought the the beach body or their gym is offering virtual workouts. And now you might have some of those people decide, hey, I don't have to go back to the gym where we have seen now gyms are going to keep on offering those virtual workouts even after we get back to normal. So what is something you've adjusted to that, hey, you know what? I was kind of forced to do it this way, but now that I've been doing it this way, I kind of like it. 803-0930, star 930. Let's go to West Seneca and talk to Marty. Marty, good morning. Mr. Beamer, you, uh, you're you living my dream. I, I wish I could have a radio to talk to people. 
And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're getting this opportunity to do what you do. You do it so well. Well, thank you, Marty. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, uh, when uh, this first shutdown came up, I thought, I thought it was a, a test to see what people were going to tolerate the government being able to do. You know, and I'm, I'm not a conspiracy. Or, you know, conspiracy theory person or anything like that. But I thought, man, this is a real test of what people are going to tolerate. And I got beyond that. You know, I, I figured we, uh, we suffered through that and, uh, and now we're healing. But now what I'm, I'm thinking is I think after we look back now, um, we're, we're going to, reevaluate what is really necessary you know um going to a burger joint or a restaurant or a rite aid or, or something you take it for granted and it, and it generates a lot of money but we've lived without it for the past two months and i'm thinking geez there's there's a lot of stuff we could probably live without and it's going to cost people because they were supporting that. You know what? You know, I, I, I just think this is this is really, really uh, an event that uh, it's an event that is really bringing people to think about what's valuable. You know. Yeah, and Marty, we can look at that either in a positive way or a negative way. And thanks for the call. That's Marty in West Seneca. We can look at the positive. Hey, now we realize, and I said this last week, I know I'm sounding like a broken record, um, but we realize how important face-to-face -face communication is. And I think that's a positive we are going to take out of this is we're not going to settle for a Zoom call to see our friends all the time. You know, once this passes and once we can go see a friend and hug a friend and high five over a, a sporting event, we're going to realize how much we miss that. And I think we're going to settle less for a text message to stay in touch or a Zoom meeting to stay in touch. I think once I can meet up with all my friends, you know, they text me on Friday. I might be tired. OK, it might have been a long week. I'm not making up an excuse. I am going to go see those friends. Because in the last two months, I've realized just how much I miss being in their presence and, and being able to keep company with them. But as Marty said, there's a negative to it too. Now you've realized you can do this, this, and this without that, and there's business that might suffer. Hopefully, I, I do think people are going to start getting back into their routine. So I hear what Marty's saying. And Marty might be right. This is my counter to it. And he could be right. I could be wrong. Um, I think at first, people will keep on going with what they were doing, realizing, hey, I don't have to spend that money for this. And I don't have to go do that. But then as life continues to get back to normal, right? And we're at sporting events, high-fiving with our friends, and we're at the bars, I think we will slip back into, hey, Okay, I can do it this way, but I like doing it that way, right? I like going to this place and this place. Now, I think virtual workouts 
will be popular for years to come. However, I don't think they are popular with those who go to the gym five or six days a week and have been doing that for a long time. I think virtual workouts will continue to be popular with those who never really wanted to go to the gym or felt uncomfortable when they went to the gym. Now they've discovered a way they can stay in shape. They're in the comfort of their own home. They can do it on their schedule. And I think that is the crowd with these virtual workouts. So I hear what Marty's saying. And at first, I really do think it will stay that way. Um, But I, I know human nature is to slip back to what we're comfortable doing. And yes, at first you might say, hey, I can make this just as good as the place I used to go. But then you're going to miss going to that place. You're going to miss seeing the people you would see when you visit that place. And for certain fast food, you're going to miss the convenience of ordering it, picking it up, and it being ready without the mess of cooking it. Right? I don't know. 803-0930, star 930, talking to you about the phases, talking to you about are you ready to assume that risk of COVID-19 when you get back to working, when we get back to normal? And what have you started doing differently that yes, even once we get back to normal, you might keep doing it that way. 803-0930, star 930. It's Friday. It's beautiful outside our Amherst studios right now. Thank you so much for spending your morning with us here on WBEN. You can tell we're getting close to summer when the real feel is the same as the temp. The real feel is 67 outside our Amherst studios. Joe Beamer with you for another hour and seven minutes talking about reopening and positives, trying to keep it positive here on the Friday show. We don't need negatives, okay? We don't need to be told that the Bills aren't going to play a game this season or they're not going to play in front of fans. Let's look at the positives. This time next Friday, you can be listening to my show, which is a positive alone, and be eating a Paula's Donut. Think about that. This time next week, listening to Joe Beamer, having a Paula's Donut, and maybe going to Taffy's for lunch after the Joe Beamer show. I mean, could I paint you an an even better picture? Again, keeping it positive. Maybe tonight you're going to the transit drive-in. Going to see a movie in your car with your family. Get a little movie theater popcorn. Maybe tomorrow you're going to hit one of the open tennis courts. Play a little tennis. Breathe in that, that fresh air. Take in a nice warm spring day here in Buffalo, New York. Again, positives. What we don't need is this. We don't need just constant negatives. We're not going to be opening on May 15th because we can't meet the uh, standards with regards to hospitalizations. And as you'll see in just a moment, we are headed in the wrong direction. There's just better ways to say that. I'm sorry. I'm not an elected leader. I probably never will be. You know, I did win five elections at Madai. So I like the 5-0 and record. We'll keep it at that. But just offer a little positivity. Be a little more Hey, I know you want to be open. It's May 15th. You see your friends in the Southern Tier, in the Finger Lakes. They're open. I know you want to be there. We're just not there yet. But we're getting there. And as Jason Garner said, 
of Broome County. Yeah, you have a little more population up there. Yeah, we do. We do. 803-0930, star 930. Let's go to a state that's got uh, everything up and running for the most part. Terry in Texas. Terry, what's up? Well, first of all, what do y'all expect from a dude who went to war with plastic bags? I mean, come on. Well, he lost the war because plastic bags are back. I'll just say, I don't know, I hear that guy sounds like, like one of them 80s fathers that lectures you and points his finger at you while you're on your bed getting told about not making... Well, and that's the thing, Terry. I, I mean, we listened to the governor at 1130, and then we listened to the county executive at 230, and it's like we're getting scolded for something we did wrong. Yeah, doom and gloom, for sure. Uh, that's that's the tone in the voice. So there's no Gotta get some pep in that step, pulling cars. Anywho... So what's going on down there, Terry? How is it looking uh, post-reopen? Well, I'll tell you what, man. I move around a lot. You know that. I drive all over the state, sometimes to other states. Um, and, I mean, honestly, on a day-to-day basis, I forget that any of this is really going on. Uh, you can't, like, I haven't been in the mall. I've been working, like, 15 hours a day since, like, last Sunday. So I'm just, I'm pretty much burnt already. But when I go to the stores that I go to, um, the ones that allow people in, I mean, it's kind of a mix and match about the people with masks. Um, but, I mean, everybody kind of seems just going about their day-to-day. I know in Lovick they just opened the gyms. I, I don't know the numbers. I'm a little ill-prepared. I don't know, the like, the capacitance that's allowed or whatever. And uh, I, we, I still hadn't solved the riddle as to whether or not you have to wear a mask while you're working out. Um, but I know they did just do that. I just saw an article, I think, like, Buffalo Wild Wings and a couple other places are opening up for seating. Um Obviously, for Mother's Day, took the missus out, uh, helped her celebrate, you know, with her and her daughter, and um, took her out to go eat. And it was a pretty pleasant experience. I mean, all the servers and everything, you know, followed their protocols and whatever standards they've set in place for their employees. Um, had a real hard time finding a good place to eat, 45 to an hour minute wait. Um, just a quick observation that kind of makes me laugh is we did see some people in line, you know, waiting to, to get into the restaurant or just kind of hanging out in the parking lot mingling wearing masks i couldn't figure out why you're wearing a mask outside of the restaurant well you know damn well when you go inside of the restaurant you're gonna have to take it off in the first place i don't know there's a lot of hypocrisy and like inconsistency with some of the stuff which has always been my major problem but for the most part everybody seems to be more upbeat and in a, in a better mood understandably so than uh, some of the people that I hear calling in from Buffalo, because, I mean, at least the leaders are attempting to bring the, the light to the situation and saying, hey, we're going to get through this and we're going to we're going to continue to move forward step by step. And, you know, you guys are doing better. We haven't seen major increases that I know of locally. I mean, there's still more cases that are being generated, which was expected, but they're doing more tests. And every day that they post a number of new confirmed cases, the number of recovered people is actually double whatever that number was. You, anybody can fact check that if you think I'm lying. Go to Lubbock News. But So I don't know, man. Everybody handles things differently. Democrats one way, Republicans or conservatives another. And I think it's a scary time to think what would happen if the Democrats were in charge of the entire country at this moment in time because I don't think anything would be moving. You know, they just got their little pieces of land across the country that they're controlling, and I think they get a kick out of it. Terry, let me ask, uh, gyms in Texas, are they taking reservations or can you just walk right in? Man, I wish I had a better answer 
for you on that. Um, I know they opened, and I know that uh, I don't. I don't know exactly what, like I said, what the protocol is. I, I in driving by them, like I see the cars out there and everything like that, but I just don't know. I don't have. I'm. I'm a bad reporter. I'm a bad Texas. Terry, you're one of our favorite callers, and we appreciate you. Have a great weekend. All right, man. You too, brother. Y'all be safe out there, man. All right. That's Terry in Texas opening a line for you at 803-0930. When we come back at 11 o'clock, I want to throw in this question. Do you agree with the regional approach to entering the phases or should it be county by county? I'll explain when we come back here on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.